never been with a fatty to call and not add her to the tally. Hold up. Wait a minute. No, I never been with a fatty to call her. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Connecting with Koo. I hope y'all missed me as much as I missed y'all. I am so excited. If you're listening to this, it is now a new year. Happy 2022 to you guys. I hope you celebrated safely with Omicron out here, Omarion out here, attacking us all. Let's all be safe. Let's get into a new episode. Let's go. Now, y'all know it's been a minute. I haven't been on here since, I think, like August or June. It's been about six months. And you guys been hitting me up like crazy, asking me what's been going on with Connecting With Who. Was I coming back? Was I still going to record? And yes, I am back. I am recording. I'm in my own home studio now. No, I don't have a home studio, guys. It's just my living room. (laughs) But I will be back in the studio with Dooch. I still am a part of the Everyday Family. And I'll be back to recording. I have so much in store for you guys. And I'm so excited. I have some new guests. A lot more episodes of me by myself. And a lot more episodes that are more geared towards mental health and mental wellness. So I am so excited for this next chapter in Connecting with Koo. A couple of housekeeping things. I will not be saying episode 13, 14, 15 anymore. And I don't care about what season I'm in. Because I might need a mental break and I don't want to confuse anybody. So when I start the episodes going forward, it's just going to say, Welcome back to another episode of Connecting with Koo. So don't stop counting. If you was counting, stop counting. I am still going to do the Koo quickies, little quick episodes. So if you would like to be a guest on Connecting with Koo, Hit me up at connectingwithcoo at gmail.com or inbox me on my socials if you know those. I will list those at the end of the episode as usual. Now let's get into this episode, you guys. Let's move on to my pop culture timeline, also known as Koo's timeline. Let's get into my TL, you guys. Let's talk about some of the things that happened in 2021, some of the big things that happened in this year. I'm just correct. 2021 just felt like 2020. I don't know about y'all, but it gave me anxiety just like 2020 did now COVID is back I didn't want to talk about COVID when I planned this episode with Priscilla shout out to her I did not think I was going to be talking about COVID again but here we are Omicron is here and it is attacking us just like it was before but like I said in the beginning just you know be safe all we can do is mask up and still live our lives I don't want to live in fear anymore I'm still going somewhere with my family for New Year's Eve um, I'm not there yet, but I will be there by the time you guys listen. And um, we're just going to be safe and wear our masks. I got a ton of uh, hand sanitizer and I'm just going to be safe. But one of the biggest things, y'all know how much I ride for the Cuomo brothers. I was so sad to see both of them fall in 2021. I did not see that coming. I didn't see it. Chris, I get why you helped your brother. I get it. I don't see he's, I don't think he's wrong. But... As a journalist, I do understand why he did what he did. So for you guys that don't know, that don't follow politics like I do, Andrew Cuomo was accused of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, and things like of that nature. So he stepped down as the governor of New York. And his brother, you know, of course, that's his brother. I don't, I don't, I don't, if something happened to my brother, I'm going to stick up for my brother. But as a journalist, he violated some codes and some ethical things. So he got fired from CNN. Y'all, I ain't gonna lie. 
when I found out about this, I was very disappointed. But I hope that they, you know, come together and do some type of pop. At least Chris comes together with his old team and do a podcast or something like that. Because I really don't fault him for trying to look out for his brother. Do you? Sound off. Let me know in the group. What do you think about him helping his brother during this scandal? Do you think he should have stepped back and said nothing? Or do you think he was right to try and help his brother out? I think if somebody could accuse my brother or something, I, I, you know, call me wrong. I'm loyal to a fault. I probably would try and help my brother. It depends on what he did, though. Now, grabbing ass, grabbing pussy like Trump, I don't know. I probably would help. But rape, you out. Like Nicki Minaj, I love her. But helping a rapist, I'm big out. So, and her husband is a rapist too. That's another thing for 2021. Let's just move on forward. Nicki Minaj, another one who kind of fell in 2021. It seems like she kind of helps a lot of people that hurt women. And I'm just not here for it. I love her music, but I'm not here for who she is. But you know what? She's a Sagittarius. I think her birthday is maybe two days after mine. She's December 5th. And I think she's just loyal to a fault. I think she just thinks she's doing the right thing. That's her husband. That's her brother. And she just feels like she needs to defend people. But unfortunately, when you're a public figure doing that kind of stuff, you can be canceled. Cancel culture is real right now. And you have to be careful with what you do. Moving forward on my timeline, we got Kim and Kanye. They're divorcing. And he just bought the house across the street from her. I don't know if you guys know what love bombing is, but love bombing is so toxic and traumatic. It's basically like bombing somebody with love, and I feel like that's what Kanye is doing. She says she wants to be separated. She does not want to be married anymore, and he is just professing his love over and over and over again, and he don't give a shit about what she feels in this divorce, and I just feel like love bombing is so toxic, and anybody that thinks that what he's doing is okay is not I just don't think you understand what he's doing to her. He's trying to force her back into their relationship. She has said she does not want to be married to him anymore. Let it go, Kanye. Let it go. Buying the house across the street, you have enough resources and enough money. You don't need to live across the street to see them kids. This is just predatory and wrong. And I just feel like Kanye has just got a couple of screws loose. Did you guys know that he created a Bible called the Book of Jesus where he replaced every mention of God with his own name? Not Jesus, but Kanye. I can't get down with that, and I don't think I'm going to get down with it. But I'm not going to lie, y'all. I do listen to his music. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. He ain't either, so stall me out. Next up on my 2021 timeline, we got Juicy Small Yay. Guilty. I mean, I think every all of us knew he was goddamn lying. Because the story just didn't make sense from the beginning. Dave Dave Chappelle called it out. We all knew. Who want to go get Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago? I'm not. In the cold. And then some Trump supporters come and attack you. Jesse, you're not that good of an actor. You weren't that good on Empire. You weren't that good on The Stand. And it just seemed like everything about the case, I had to stop watching. They kept updating us. He put a noose around his neck. All this stuff reenacting the um, reenacting the attack. And it just seemed like this was just another act. But what I can say, another sibling standing behind their brother, Journey Smollett, she was right there every day for court. Girl, you a good one. Because listen here, she has a budding career. She did great with Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. And she was at court every day. 
If that was me, see ya on the Zoom, brother, because I ain't showing up to, sh to, to that shit show. She did it, but I wouldn't do it. Next up on my 2021 timeline is Astro World. Rest in peace to all of the people that lost their lives at Astro World. Um, for those that don't know, Travis Scott had a concert and about nine or ten people died. Don't quote me. I didn't follow it that well, but they died due to like mosh pitting and things like that. And they are running this man through the coals for these deaths. My thing is, I'm going to give you my opinion. I don't think he was at fault. The concert promoters and the people that are in charge of the security, Live Nation is in at fault. And I think that they, I don't think you guys understand how big Live Nation is. Live Nation is huge. It's also one of Jay-Z's companies. I feel like they are pushing the fact that this is on Travis Scott and not them. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you never see their names in any of these stories in the media or anything about Live Nation being culpable for this tragedy. I think that they're pushing this on him. He's lost so many endorsement deals. Well, all he was doing was performing. I think that it's on them the fact that they didn't have enough emergency crews. They didn't have enough security. Security was kicking it. There's so many videos of security not giving a damn about what was going on. Even the cameraman kicked the girl off the stage who tried to say, hey, people are dying. There's dead bodies on the ground. You can Google that. I'm not going to be posting that because it's traumatic. But I don't think that Travis Scott is to blame. I do think he's done his just do. He said he's sorry. But I also don't think that it's okay for people to be blaming the father of the nine-year-old who passed. I mean, I was young. I went to go see a concert with my mom. I went to go see Janet Jackson. She was humping men on the stage. My mama wanted to take me to a concert. That's what this man wanted to do with his son. It's not his fault that a mosh pit happened and he lost his child. Stall them out, y'all. Y'all be so hard on people. Next on my timeline, Wendy Williams. Is she coming back? I don't know. I think Sherry Shepard been doing a good job of watching the show without her being there. For y'all that don't know, I got to always fill y'all in because y'all always say, I didn't know what she was talking about. Wendy Williams apparently is still dealing with her addictions. For those that didn't know, Wendy Williams is addicted to coke. She used to be, and she's an alcoholic. But after losing her, losing her husband in that divorce... She got back on the on the wagon. You know, Coke is hard to hard to shake. And um Wendy is apparently going through she's in a wheelchair, back on drugs, back on alcohol pretty bad, and Wendy's not doing well. So she's been having guest hosts. Sherry Shepard has been doing a pretty good job. A few other people have been guest hosts as well. What do you guys think? Sound off. Let me know. Do you think Wendy is gonna come back? Do you want Wendy back? Should Sherry Shepard have her own show? I don't know if I can deal with Sherry Shepard for a whole hour. But do I think she's a good stand-in for Wendy? She doing all right. I'll support her. I'll watch. How long you got to watch until the show get money? Because I know on YouTube, I support to, to the 10-minute mark. Y'all didn't know, YouTube videos get paid after 10 minutes. So if you notice, they stop at like 11.59. They're trying to get their money. So I wonder how, much, how many times I got to watch Wendy Williams before she get a little money. We'll see. I'll look into it. I'll update y'all on the next one. I don't really care enough. Next up, we got Young Dolph got killed in Memphis. He went back home for the holidays, going to do a turkey drive, and he got killed. What do you guys think? Do you think he should still go back to his community? A lot of people said, you know, you shouldn't go back when you make it. But I see Beyonce going back to Houston and giving back turkey dinners. 
what is about young Dolph that he can't go back and give turkey dinners? I think it's okay that he went back home. I think you should still always reach back to your roots. But I do think you should be careful. I think you should be more safe. Young Dolph kept posting himself at this cookie shop. Knowing that he has rivalries in that, in that town. And I don't know if you guys been to Memphis, but Memphis is poor. If, you, if you're not going to Memphis in May, don't go. Because baby, they going to rob you. But anyway, I don't know why he wasn't more safe. And I don't fault him for his own death. Because, of course, he's not a, to blame. But I do think if you're going to get big, you got to be a bit more successful. So if you see me blow up from connecting with Koo, when I blow up from connecting with Koo, if you see me with a bodyguard, let me live. Don't judge me. Judge your mammy. Moving forward, we got Greg Leakes. Y'all, I actually cried about Greg Leakes dying. I loved him. He was one of my favorite house husbands on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And look at here. NeNe is now dating. I don't know if this is something that they probably discussed before he died. I think they did. Because before Greg got really sick, NeNe said that Greg was sick for about a year, hospital and bed bound. So I think that this was a conversation they probably had. I think Greg might have even met this silver fox that needed to keep parading around Atlanta. There's nothing wrong with it. Greg has been sick a very long time. They probably couldn't even have sex. I think that Nene probably got the okay from Greg. Like, live your life. As long as you're here for me, you love our kids, you love us as a unit, do you. Just don't disrespect me. And Nene waited her three months. She gave it the 90 days and she out with her. He looked a little, I don't know. I don't know about this guy, but I don't really think Nene is wrong. Because we don't know what kind of conversation her and Greg had before he passed away. Because Greg was sick for a very long time, you guys. I think people just love to vilify Nene. Y'all know I love me some Nene leaks now. Don't do her. Well, Housewives has not been the same since her and Andy fell off. And I'm not looking forward to Marlo having a peach. I'm not looking forward to Sheree coming back again. Just cancel it. Let's end on a high note. I wish more people would realize it should end on a high note. Moving forward, in my 2021 timeline, we got the Bucks in six. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what the Bucks in six means. I know we won. And we the champions. I see it all over the city. Whoop, whoop, go to Bucks. I'm happy to see it. The only thing that I think is the bad side of it, I think that because more people come here, the Bucks are so big, we got the uh, five-star form. I think that property taxes and the price of living here is going ridiculous. I've been in my same apartment for five years, and I pay way too much. And I think it's just because the city's changing, which is a good thing. I just don't think that Milwaukee is worth the price that they're asking for to be here because I don't give a shit about basketball. But y'all let me know what you think. Do you think it's because of the Buck Stadium? Or what do you think is changing the price of living um, in Wisconsin? Do you think it's because we're a champion state or champion city? I just want to know because since we've been winning, price has been going up. And I don't like it. I'm going to move forward on that because I don't have much to say about Bucks and Six. I think we won in six games. Hootie who. Let's keep it going. Moving forward. I want Will and Jada to shut up in 2022. This is my opinion. Y'all can let me know what you think. But I feel like I used to like when I used to think they were swingers and their relationship wasn't perfect and things like that. But now, 
I kind of know they swingers, and I know their relationship ain't perfect. Now I don't like it. I feel like they could have kept some of that stuff to themselves. I didn't want to know that Will was having so much sex that he was throwing up. I didn't want to know that Will fell in love with one of his co-stars. I kind of don't want to know some of this stuff. And I feel like they kind of are a little bit too open to a fault. Let me know what you guys think. Do you like that Will and Jada are sharing more of their lives? Or do you think it's a little bit too much, too fast, too soon? I don't think it's too soon. They've been married for, what, 25 years? I just think it's a little bit overbearing. But I could be wrong. I think people should be more open, but I don't know if this is the type of open I want. I love the allure of their relationship. I love thinking that they, whatever dynamic that they created in their relationship, I love seeing it just work all these years. And now seeing that there was crumbles in it, it's like, damn, I wish they would have kept that to themselves. Let me know what you think. Sound off. Next on my timeline, who shot Meg in the leg? Y'all, this is one story that I wish would die in 2021. Because it went from Tory Lane shooting her in the leg. I stopped listening to his music. I don't know why, because I don't give a damn. I'm going to start listening to his music again. I'm sorry. But anywho, it went from Tory Lane to her best friend shooting her in the leg. I don't know who shot her in the leg. And at this point, I don't care. Did she get shot in the leg, the foot, the ankle? I don't know. I don't even think Meg know no more. I just wanted to die. I'm tired of them going off on social media all the time. I just wanted to be done. Y'all had a drunk night that ended crazy. The police got involved, and y'all ended up having to tell some stories. Just tell us that, and we can all move on. That's my that's my take on it. Y'all let me know what you think. Moving forward, this is my last thing. Before I go into two of my favorite stories for the year. Britney Spears is free, y'all. Free Britney. I'm happy for Britney, but Lord... I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I've been following Britney. I've been looking on Twitter and social media. Was her daddy right? Because baby don't seem like she left 2005. I'll be seeing the videos and Britney is still singing the old Oops, I Did It Again. She's still wearing low-rise jeans with the ass out. She's still wearing crop tops. I think she still got some baby fat. I don't know what's going on. I think her daddy might have been right. And we fell into the trap. Because I think she needs some assistance. Sis is not okay. She was in Target in a baby doll dress and heels. Who, Lord, y'all. I think we done let a, a crazy person free. But I'm happy she free. Because she wanted to be free. But can somebody in that family step in? Somebody that really care about her. Because I don't think her daddy really cared. I think he saw a cash cow and ended up getting greedy. I think in the, this is my opinion. In the beginning... He had good intentions, but he started to see how much money was coming in from her songs, residuals, and things like that. He got greedy. It happens. But do I think she still needs a conservator? Yes, the hell I do. Because Britney is not okay. Just Google Britney Spears, y'all. You'll see what I'm talking about. My next favorite story of 2021 is Insecure. It's over. I'm going to miss that show. I didn't really care for season five, but what I will say is, after reading blogs and listening to podcasts and things like that, I think it's amazing that Issa decided to end the show showing black women successfully happy in their own way, getting what they want, having successful friendships, no drama, 
no big issues, things like that. And I think that the fact that I didn't um, enjoy it at first is very telling. Because I'm so used to the way they portray us in the media. I'm so used to stories being full of drama and strife. Seeing black women be happy on their own terms was weird to me. And that's very... I just couldn't believe, like, after I thought about it, I'm like, damn. I'm mad that these black women ended up happy. That's kind of fucked up. But now that I went back and watched it, I watched it twice, actually, after the ending episode. And I said, damn, that was actually very good. Everybody ended up happy. Everybody got what they wanted. And that's dope that they decided to end it that way. Nobody ended it off in a way that they were speaking. Everybody got closure. And that's what we should all strive for as black people. Because we honestly don't get stories like that. You tell me the last time we had a story that ended good on TV. We don't get them often. Look at Will. He ended his show standing in the middle of the living room looking sad. That ain't end good. Martin, huh. We don't even want to talk about how that last season went. I hate it. So, I think I'm actually very happy that we had a show that ended on a good note. Now, I think that's it for my uh, timeline for the year. I really don't have anything else that really stood out to me. But what I will say is honorable mention to all the people that we lost this year. So, let's say rest in power to Virgil Abloh, Young Dolph, DMX, Larry King, Cicely Tyson, Paul Mooney, Suzanne Douglas, Biz Marquis, Michael K. Williams. And I'll give an honorable mention to Prince Philip because... Y'all know I think he's been dead for a while. They've been carting that dead body around for about 10, 20 years now. But we'll give him a rest in peace. All right, y'all, let's move forward. Like I said, this episode is raw. I'm in my own studio now, my living room. I'm the interviewee today. I'm interviewing myself. So what has been going on since I've been gone? Why did I take this break? I needed a mental break. I needed some time to myself. I had to take care of myself mentally and physically. I actually got sick. For some of you that don't know, a lot of you don't know, I got sick. And um, I decided to take a break on the podcast. And I really wanted to focus on getting back healthy and getting back mentally healthy as well. Um, I've been really focusing on my stories a lot. I know um, a lot of you guys are my friends on social media. And um, when I say that I transformed, it's not all about physically because I have lost weight, which I'm very happy about. But it's not just a mental, uh, physical thing. I've transformed a lot uh, physically, uh, mentally as well. And um, it just was a time I needed to take. I didn't have the time to pour into connecting with Koo the way I wanted to. And um, I just needed to take that time to myself. So, um I just and then I had to actually fight with Anchor. Anchor took the podcast down because um, they thought that I had too many listens, so they thought I used some type of bot to purchase my listens. So they took Connecting with Koo down for about two months. So in the midst of me going through um, mental health issues, physical health issues, my podcast disappeared off of all social media and. Uh, streaming platforms so i had to deal with getting it back i had to fight to get this podcast back and i told the people at anchor and um spotify if i'm gonna cheat to get podcast views trust me it's not gonna be the podcast views i have it's gonna be way more than what i have and um they finally gave it back they restored it back and 
I'm very happy to have my podcast back. And um, I just want to say that uh, that was just, it was a, it was a time and I'm so happy to be back and I'm happy to, that you guys are listening again. And um, I'm going to talk about my own defining moment. Um, I would say that my defining moment this year in 2021 was realizing that I wasn't taking care of myself and just taking things for granted. You think that you can do whatever you want to do with your body and um, you always said there's going to be tomorrow and then you don't know when you are faced with something that's scary, you realize that some of the choices you've been making aren't smart or healthy. So I definitely, that was a defining moment for myself to you know, be sitting in the hospital and be getting some news from doctors that I didn't want. And no, I'm not dying. Don't say it like that. I just don't want to go into detail like that right now. But what I will say is that was the defining moment for me. Um, If you guys have been listening, that's been a question that I always ask my guests. And I wanted to let you know that was a defining moment for me this year, letting me know that, you know, I need to be more serious about each day. I need to be more serious about the things that I do because you never know when guys are going to say, all right, you're not taking life serious. You keep saying tomorrow or next year. You need to be serious about right now. So that was a defining moment for me. So going forward, the way I move is going to be more intentional and more strategic and more um, about what I really want to do and not waiting for approval from other people. It's going to be more of me getting approval from myself and what I need to do. So that's definitely what um, I did during that break. I just wanted to interview myself a little bit and let you guys know what I've been up to. I have a lot of things coming up for Connecting with Koo in 2022. And I hope you guys keep riding with the podcast. Go back and listen to old episodes and let me know what you think. Um, For my mental health check-in, I'm checking in with myself. Like I said, I am the interviewee. Um, I have some new journals. I've been doing some shadow work. I'll I'll post a journal that I bought on Amazon. Shadow work is when you look at the dark parts of your personality and your upbringing and your life, and it can get pretty deep. You answer questions about what makes you tick. So I've been, I got my my shadow work journal, and I've been working on some inner workings on myself and why I am the way that I am. So that's some of the things I've been doing for my mental health is journaling and, you know, just trying to figure out why I am the way that I am. So, I suggest that we all do it. I love it. I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. My horse hoofing videos get me through. But I feel like let's go into 2022 doing more things that make us happy no matter what other people say. I look look at cow hoofing videos all day and people think it's weird and I don't give a damn. So, in 2022, do what you want to do and don't give a damn about what nobody else says because... It can drive you crazy, and we don't want to go crazy for nobody else. If you want to go crazy, go crazy for something you wanted to do. But that's my interview for me. Thank you, Koo. You're welcome, girl. <laughs> anyway, let's move into my other year section. It's usually of the week, but since we're doing a 2021, 2021 wrap-up, I want to go over some of the things I really enjoyed of the year. Now, my guy, Tay Diggs, I started off the episode with Tay Diggs because he is hilarious on TikTok to me. I just think he's so funny. And um, if you guys have not been on TikTok, I love TikTok. I can stay on TikTok for hours. It's really good. So, I really don't have a tweet or meme of the year. I will say I have a social platform of the year. I give my shout out to 
the Instagram stories because that is my judge right now. Until I figure out how to TikTok, I'm going to be in the stories. So check my Instagram stories at Jossie Koo or Jocelyn Robinson if you follow me on social on my Facebook. But that's what I think about tweets or memes of the year. So for my show of the year, don't make fun of me, y'all. This is my name twin, Jocelyn's Cabaret. I'm giving it to her, y'all. I love Jocelyn's Cabaret. That's some good ass TV. You hear me? But what I will say, disclaimer, that last episode, that disrespect that she showed to the contestants, not a fan of it. Took it too far. Didn't like it. Don't know if I'm going to pay for Zeus again. Not a fan. Also, Married at First Sight can kick rocks. I don't know if I'm going to be going live in TV chat. Shameless plug, join TV chat. I don't know if I'm going live for that anymore because it just seems like it's all for TV now. Y'all let me know what you think about Married at First Sight. And then my song of the year, of course y'all know. I think everybody knows what the song of the year was. Goddamn Essence. I think we don't all need no other body because we heard it every damn where. That song was everywhere. I went to Puerto Rico. They played it. I went to, it don't matter where I went. I went to several places. Essence was everywhere. That's the song of the year for me. Y'all let me know what your song of the year was. It's not going nowhere. That's just how I go. But anyway, that's my end of the year wrap up. Welcome back to Connecting with Koo. I look so forward to recording and letting you guys see into what I like to talk about. And you know how Connecting with Koo go, y'all. Anywho, y'all know where to find me. Let me know what you would like to see going forward. If you want to be a guest, hit me up. I'm going to give you all of my socials right now. Jossie Koo, of course, is me, myself, on Instagram, Connected with Koo on Instagram, the Connected with Koo group. If you want to email me, connectedwithkoo at gmail.com. I also am still taking advertisements, but they are no longer paid. If you would like to be spotlighted as a black business, please let me know. Hit me up in my inbox or connectedwithkoo at gmail.com. If you would like to sponsor an episode, I am still taking it. Listen here, I don't turn down no money. Let me know. Connectedwithkoo at gmail.com or inbox me. I am so happy you guys are back again. I'm happy to be back. Let's go for 2022. Happy New Year.